Hello and welcome to Qatar's first sports podcast, In The Game. I'm your host, Steve Mackey, and we can't wait to introduce you to everything that is sports here in Qatar and afar. We're going to be bringing you personalities, company owners, institutions, individuals that are making a real difference. So, with us, enjoy the journey. Hello and welcome to In The Game, Qatar's first sports podcast. Today, for all you South Africans out there, you're going to know this person in an instant. For, but for people that don't know him, his name is Carl Brown. He's a rugby player, a sevens rugby player from South Africa. It's a very big time. We've got the World Cup coming up. Please yeah. welcome to the show. Cheers. Thanks very much for having me. I'm uh, quite excited. I didn't even know that Qatar <laughs> had a sports podcast. So, um, well, um, we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> this is a damn good start. So. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It, so tell everyone, you just come in today, right? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, Heritage Day coming up on the 24th in South Africa. So they're holding uh, uh, an event tomorrow night with the South Africans in Doha community. And it's uh, the theme is culturally South African. And we're going to get around and do what we do best. And that's uh, have a good bride, talk a lot and, and uh, just mingle well and probably escalate into a bit of a party at some point. Is this your first time to Qatar? Um, I was actually chatting to Brad earlier. It's uh, it's not my first time. My first time was a layover. Okay. And uh, we popped in for a day and into the, the, the big city. Um, it was the older airport. So when I arrived today, I was blown away. Yeah, it's amazing. Right? I didn't realize that there were different locations altogether. So I said to Brad, wow, they've done, a, they've done a real number on the airport here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's two separate places altogether. Yeah, so no, it is. Incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. It's, it is what they're doing here and it, it just doesn't stop. It's just yeah. so much of um, development. It's, it's uh, well, the World Cup's coming. Yeah. Um, but that brings me on to something else. And we're going to talk about what you were involved with, but the Rugby World Cup this week. Yeah. So I think, it, I mean, if, you, if you're excited, you can imagine how South Africa is excited. Oh, we, dear, uh, yeah. We go nuts for rugby in South Africa. So um, we've got a wonderful young team, very energetic, and and uh, I think very high hopefuls for this World Cup. We've um, over the last year we spent a lot of good time progressing and uh, finding combinations. You know how it is going into these six weeks now. The idea is that they they live in each other's faces, in each other's pockets for six weeks, and that whole the off field and the chemistry on the field, that whole thing has to gel so well for such a long period of time, and that's yeah. what makes the World Cup so special. It's not a once-off, you know, it's game after game after game, and then eventually the team that can tick all those boxes every single game walks away with it. I, I kind of, um, uh, I know that South Africa's got a, a very good chance of winning it this year. I know England's got a good chance of winning it. They've all got a good chance. It's <laughs> gonna, really, and you look at it, if any one of those on the performance on the day can win yeah. this World Cup, and there's so many, so many of them, um, there's so many of them with the chance. I would like to think that England was going to win. I'm quite, but you've got to. I, I, okay, let me yeah. tell you where I like South Africa was um, <laughs> when I in my when I was younger. The thing was when you won the World Cup back in South Africa. Oh yeah, that for me was fantastic. What with the with the apartheid and with Nelson Mandela and the way that the, the the film. I love the film with the. the <laughs> it was just. I don't tremendous. know if the film's the best representation, but it gives right. you a good idea of it how was, things went. For so. me, from a sports, I was I used to be a sports person, but um, it was like it was just so much. It, it was like yeah. watching a Rocky film. It was like one of those. Yeah, those, yeah one of those epic moments. You know, I yeah. think uh, you know we've spoken so much in in South Africa about how sport has the power to unify people and. And that's, you know, that's exactly what we try to achieve. And uh, I think a lot of the time when a South African runs onto the playing field for his representing his country, his or her country, so much of that is understood. You know, so much of that is that you're not just an ambassador for the country, but you're there to provide and create hope within the country that is going through 
you know tough times and, and rocky patches and i suppose like every country has and yeah. we we like to be that uh, that hope generation you know so that when the monday morning comes around and maybe things aren't so fantastic people can wake up and say you know we had a wonderful weekend because of this and this and um if you if you look at our team the sevens team specifically what what we have is a lot of people who are incredibly relatable you know so we don't have the two meters and six centimeters giants in the team we've got a lot of guys and sevens is uh, lends itself to that who are look like you know your nephew or yeah. your friend's mate or mm. your cousin or something like that and uh, and that's how we um, we identify so nicely and we relate so well to everybody to the general public is that yeah. people can see that that could be me you know that mm. could be my son because he doesn't have to be a in 15s there are some specimens there mm. some real beasts you know <laughs> and in uh, sevens kind of opens up the field uh for the smaller guys you know to to really showcase their talents where they mm. might be a little bit shut down on the 15s field so we we've got this you know core group of players that has done such wonderful things over the years and we've been able to relate so nicely with the south african public that we are you know i reckon we're probably one of the darling children of the the south african uh, sporting community yeah I, I I love the sevens you, uh, and everybody just so, so that you know we, we were just getting talking about the sevens. You were in the Olympics in ni- uh, 2016, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first time that rugby's been back in the Olympics for uh, I want to say 50 something years. The fir- the actual the last holders of the gold medal were the USA, so that had to end very quickly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Fiji went on to win the win the Olympics in in Rio. Um, incredible experience, really, really incredible experience. So we, we in South Africa, we don't have um, a real Olympic culture, you know, but I think it's slowly starting to grow. I think what, what our athletes, especially our athletes have done over the last couple of years, you know, the likes of, um, of, of Wade Funny Kirk, who's been s- obliterating records over, over time. I think he actually trains here, doesn't we he? We were, we met him. I, I literally met him and had some photos taken. It was yeah, really he's an good, incredible guy. Yeah, very, incredible. Very humble guy yeah. So humble. Yeah, very relaxed, very humble, very oh, chill. Oh dear, it was just a pleasure to well, meet him. If you had met him in the street, you wouldn't even know that you he's an exactly. Olympic gold medal yeah, yeah. record holder. Yeah. So um, th- I think slowly but surely that Olympic culture is, is starting to grow in South Africa and we're starting to appreciate what the Olympics is all about. For us, I, I think in the public's eye, the Rugby World Cup is real pinnacle. You know, yeah. it's a real big hit in in uh, South African in the South African sporting community's uh, yeah. calendar. Yeah. But the Olympics is, uh, I tell you what, I, from the time that I arrived to the time that I left, my perspective on the Olympics changed completely, completely. It was, it's incredible to see um, the small city of people coming to. I think there's about twenty five thousand athletes hosted in the right. Olympic Village. And all just coming there to to achieve one thing: is to compete at the highest level for their country. That's it. The medals are a bonus, you know. Okay, so so tell me the first time that you, with the Olympics, because you won a bronze medal. Yeah. Um, what was it like just stepping out onto that pitch? You played so many games, but it must have been so special for the Olympics to step out on the pitch. It's different, you know. It's it's really different. You never know what to expect. So we had this we had this thing about one-off tournaments because we were really good. Our series, our World Series, gets played in two tournaments, twos, 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 okay. all the time. So one-offs are challenging, you know, because you've got to hit the ground running straight <laughs> away. And the Olympics was, uh, you know, one of those really tough tournaments. So you progress and. In the World Series, you don't really take your your pool games. You know they don't mean too much. You just have to you get them done, and so you, so that you can get into the knockout games. Yeah. But every single game is like a final. And yeah. when we got to the quarterfinal stages, and we had seen the teams that didn't even progress to the quarterfinals, and we got to the semifinals, 
and Australia and Argentina and New Zealand and there's tears there's tears because we're all the change rooms all close together you know mm. and you see how guys are, there's just tears streaming down their face they've missed the opportunity to win a medal at the at the Olympic Games and it starts to dawn on you how you know the the how big this is and how uh, the immensity of the the Olympics for for so many of those athletes and and the feeling that the adrenaline and everything <laughs> it, it just must be incredible yeah i think uh, you do get used to it you, you learn to silence the crowd a little bit and okay. or at least you learn to channel it in the right direction uh, i used to tell a lot of the um, a lot of the younger guys because we we play at home once in the whole 10 stop series yeah i mean you can run out in london to a 50000 seater crowd and they're screaming yeah. You can't really hear what they're screaming about, so you might as well think they're screaming for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know you can't hear individuals' voice saying, "Come on, England!" So yeah. you know, channel a bit of that energy. You take it on board. If you don't, you don't. Uh, if you do, it's fantastic. Yeah, so that's just amazing. It's, it's a it's an interesting thing to manage because it can it can get the better of you. Hmm. It can be a little overwhelming from time to time. And how do you prepare before a match? How do you long and hard and yeah. so preseason? The guys are actually in preseason now. I I finished up playing at the end of uh, May, first of first okay. of June. I was officially retired, and right. uh, so I'm I'm happy that I'm not going into the preseason. Preseason in sevens is it looks more like an athletics camp. Right. There's a lot of running, a lot, a lot, a lot of running. Uh, probably an athletics and wrestling camp. Yeah. So they do a lot of contact work, and they actually flew over to to Munich uh, yesterday. There's a preseason tournament there at the Oktoberfest sevens. Um, and they'll play a couple of those preseason tournaments, get ready, and they'll hit the ground running first week of December in Dubai. First wow. tournament of the series is uh, always in Dubai. It's a very special place. So, Middle East has has captured a little bit of my heart. Yeah, D- Dubai is um, uh, Dubai is doing really well with the with the sevens. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's funny. The, the, we were just we ju- just talked briefly, and I said I, I would I would scare the life out of me <laughs> trying to play sevens because your 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 lungs are going to die right if you're not if you're not fit. You know, at school I played water polo, and water polo is a fantastic sport mm. if you're fit. Yeah. If you are not fit, it's about twenty minutes of drowning. That, you just I drown was just the whole say day. Somebody's going to drown. Yeah, you. somebody's uh, drowning. Yeah. And and I think sevens is a lot like that. It's one of those games that. It's only a great game if you're fit and you enjoy it and you can you can actually move around the park. Because uh, for those that don't know, sevens uh, is the exact same size pitch as a, as a game yeah. of 15. So the, the field dimensions uh, officially are 100 meters length by 70 meters wide. Yeah. And you're now seven people on the field as opposed to 15 aside, which means you normally play six up front with one as a sweeper, like a fullback kind of thing. Yeah. So now you've got over 10 meters space between each person. And, and when you start doing that, and then you make one tackle, and then there's five in a line, and yeah. now all of a sudden the gaps are getting bigger and bigger yep, and bigger, yep, and yep. you just have to learn to move quicker and quicker and quicker. It's, uh, I think that's why, surprisingly, there's actually a lot of structure in sevens. People think, uh, for a long time, people thought that, that sevens is, you know, throw around, toss the ball, see how it goes. Yeah. Fijian style. Yeah. So we can't play that game of rugby. <laughs> so so we, we automatically resort back to a bit more structure, and that's worked incredibly well for us over the last 10 years. Yeah, because it's not it's not an easy game. It's it's, it's a I, I love watching it by the way, and we were doing quite well. The England team were doing quite well yeah. at, at some stage. But so we we actually lost to the Great Britain team in the in the semi final of the Olympics. Really, really, oh, that's really game. good for me. <laughs> I should have done a little bit more research. Yeah. Huh? I could have had a bit of ba- banter with you. But but that that so let, okay. So you're telling the story. Let's go back because I normally ask people at the beginning of the show. Yeah. How did it all start off for you? So we've gone through the the picture. So how did it start off for you? And, uh, start off is a long story. I, I luck of the draw, really. Um, so I was probably never meant to be a professional rugby player. We've got great structures in South Africa to to channel uh, schoolboys into uh, a professional rugby. And I 
I avoided, no, I didn't avoid, I was never even picked for any of those structures. I didn't go to our Craven Week, which is under 18. Okay. <clears throat> and I played a little bit of um, uh, club rugby. I was spotted by a guy named Alan Zondach. And he said to me, do you want to come to a rugby academy after school? And I was actually doing a studio year in, in mm. England. I went to um, Old Windsor. Okay. And, yeah. and I'd already committed to that. So I said, I'm sorry, can I come back the following year? And went there, learned a little bit about rugby. Ultimately ended up going to the University of Cape Town. Okay. And we've got a tournament called the Varsity Cup. And we that the first year that I played there, 2008, was the very first year of the, the Varsity Cup, which has now blown up into an amazing uh, pathway for rugby players that uh, people get a lot more exposure through university rugby than yeah. they do through some of the lower level professional tiers. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty incredible. So I got a look in there and then towards the end of that season, we were preparing for the next Varsity Cup and I had tested very well uh, in September time, sort of random yeah. time of the season, which actually the start of your season okay. is the end of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got spotted by a biokineticist who phoned his friend who was the biokineticist at Springbok 7 side and said, this guy tested quite well, do you want to see him? And, he, and they, I got a call and said, do you want to come train with us? And sort of never looked back from there. Dear me. It was, it was really luck of the draw, time and place, being prepared. And it's a nice story to tell kids. You, know, yeah, you, yeah, never, you never really know who's watching, who's looking. And this, this testing happened on a Monday night. You know, it could have been, I couldn't have not, I, I might have not taken it very seriously at all. Mm. Yeah, but we went there, we tested uh, myself and another guy who actually ended up playing for England Sevens, Matt Turner. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard the name. Very, very talented young man. Um, yeah. And we tested quite well that night and ended up working out so well for us. Isn't it so strange? I, I've got so many guests that's come on. It's only been three months for us with the podcast. <laughs> and it's been such a, such a journey for me because I'm meeting people like yourself. Yeah. But I'm meeting individuals on the podcast that are coming out with the same stories. And a lot of them are, are looking up and saying it was by pure chance. Uh, one guy, he looked yeah. up, he was a, he's a scratch golfer. Okay, and Jaham, um, and basically he he asked his brother. His brother was getting time off school yeah. in the afternoons, and he looked up and he said, "How come you're you're getting the time off in, in um, getting time off?" Yeah. He said, "I'm I'm playing golf." He said, "I'm gonna go. I'm, play I'm gonna play that too. I want and some time it. off." And that's the thing. He's played in the Qatar Masters. He's wow. it's just an incredible story. But you listen to all of the the stories that people come out with. It's incredible. That it's just unbelievable. There's so yeah. many people that have got the same, not exactly the same story as yours, but yeah. the story of, of just pure by chance. It was the coach that picked them it's, up. It's by chance, but I mean, I think if you dig deep into it, it's one of those stories of perseverance and fighting through and, you know, uh, they, what do they always say about that character? Characters, you know, what you, what you do when people aren't looking. So, you know, it's one of those things that do you rock up and you just give it half assed because you, you're not sure who's watching or you don't actually care, you know, and it's yeah. how much you, you, and then I thought, I suppose there's that very broad sweeping statement, how badly do you want it, which is probably too loaded for this conversation, yeah. but, but it is, I mean, you, how much are you going to go give on, on, you know, on a time when you're not sure who's watching that um, you've given already 20 different opportunities, are you going to give on the 21st one? Yeah. And that's the one I guarantee you when you don't, somebody's going to be there going, oh, well, he wasn't very good today. So. Yeah. I, again, I'm going over, um, it, things are coming back in my mind. It's Marion Farad. She's the 400 meter runner and the 400 hurdlers runner. And she was, there, there was something, people like yourself have got a little bit of sparkle dust on you. <laughs> that's, what, that's how I explain. There's something there about you and, and individuals that have something special. Yeah. And and you've got to give you full credit for that. And and Marion was was exactly the same person where where she was giving it everything. And she said, I, I I push it so much that I'm 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 oh I shouldn't say this, but I'm vomiting it at the yeah. end. And I'm saying, but if you want to go that far, 
you've got to be doing it. If yeah. you're not doing it, it's it's wrong. You've got to be doing it. It's all those things that other in, people yeah. don't want to do that of you have course. to venture into and keep pushing and pushing you and pushing. Have to. So. You have to. And it's kind of, it's lovely to hear in the stories with, with, with yourself. So you, you kind of, I, I want to go back to the rugby on, on the weekend. Yeah. So we're kind of getting up to it. And I, I will be cheering on, on um, South Africa as well because <laughs> I'll have a team as well apart from England. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. So who's your star players in the team? Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good flash in the team. I think what we were chatting about earlier is that I think it's a it's a young team, and that's what gets you excited about it because they have shown that they're capable of beating anybody at any time. The difference with the World Cup is that it's a it's a World Cup over I think it's about six weeks, huh? and you've got to play every single game, and you've got to you've got to be, get closer to being perfect every single game, you know, and that's the whole thing about it. So. Um, with the young team comes sometimes comes a lack of maturity and with the lack of maturity comes possibly a lack of um, consistency so we'll have to see how they've grown as a team how they've matured over the last couple of months because they spent a lot of time together purposefully they spent a lot of time together and that might be to fast track their consistency yeah so i think what what you'll see is you'll the the last couple of games we saw them they played some really uh, clinical rugby, you know, yeah. when they when they were setting up, they, when they're running, they were running hard. They're running to space. They're being very effective in the contact situation, and they're also playing some really cool moves. Mm. You know, we haven't seen uh, a South African backline play, you know, elusive runners, block runners, and behind the back and skip passes and some very sneaky stuff that, that was pulled out. And the, you know, the kind of one where it ends up in a try, and they go to the coach's box, and the coach is sitting there like this. <laughs> just nodding. And, you know, it came off. It came off. That's yeah. what he, he had in his mind, and it came off that yeah. day. So. Uh, our, our like our absolute arch enemy is is uh, New Zealand, and I'd say that with you know tongue in cheek. We are the greatest competitors on the field. Yeah, and uh, massive massive respect between the two nations. So it's going to be quite a thunderous occasion on Saturday. Um, and a, what a way to start the World Cup. Hey, listen, an wherever, unnecessary way to start the World Cup. Wherever your barbecue is, <laughs> I want to be with you. You know, because I'm sure you're going to be watching the game and I'm coming. Yeah. I, I kind of, I will be there. Um, so it's it, it's really exciting. And, and the All Blacks are just something special. They've, they've, always, yeah. they've always had a special place in rugby. I know that sometimes sure. we've had it in Australia and, and everybody and yourselves. But in but patches. No? I mean, they've, they've, patches. they've managed to do it over a prolonged period of time. Yeah. And, and I remember, and I know these passed away now, which is sad, but um, uh, look, Lomu, yeah, he was the again. He was like, oh, dear me, how'd you take this guy down? Yeah, yeah. temple of a man. Oh my word, it was yeah. unbelievable. I, I love rugby, and I do, I do love rugby. But it, it's funny. I, I was saying to you before because I know that you've had loads of interviews by people before, and I'm saying, look, be, be easy with me, <laughs> be easy with me. But it's so good that you've, you you're kind of talking because there are people out there that, that listen to the podcast. Yeah. It's not just from a sporting perspective, but you've come out with all the all the things that you've been saying about today. It's, mm. It will help so many people. And, and so many young kids as well. And I, I think that's here sport and the podcast. Yeah. Here, I'm excited because we're breaking down barriers. Well, the other thing is we've got to try as much as possible lead the conversation in a way that creates parallels between sports and every other aspect in life. You're correct. You know, so 100%. If, if somebody wants to look at it in a very uh, um, uh, closed environment, it can just be sport. We can yeah. chat about sport and, and, and you can listen to this whole podcast and just think sport the whole yeah. time. Yeah. But there really are... Um, and even when the f- people spoke to me about this the first time, I thought, well, sport is sport. It's not really serious, you know. Mm. But there are really many links between different situations and the of amount course. of things that we learn being put through adversity in sport um, and, and, and what you endure and what you grow and how you develop through those moments 
um, enables you to to you know confront life and confront uh, the different situations yeah. and the, sort of the dark spaces and the curveballs that that life does throw to you. And it's you, uh, I love honestly. I'm really enjoying this so much. Um, but it's right, what, right what you said. Life isn't a, it, it's you don't look for it all the time with rosy colored yeah, specs. Yeah. It's sometimes it's it's really difficult. It's really to push yourself. It's like when it's a lonely place. It can be a lonely place too. Yeah. And and criticism. It's hard to take. It's like you hear people in the background, <laughs> and you, you it's it's just so t- difficult. But you know, I I was a sportsman in my younger lo- life. So I was a windsurfing instructor. I I was a, a canoeing instructor. Yeah. I used to play rugby. I used to play hockey. Um, how we used to play that, that with that, that hardball was incredible. <laughs> I, I, we were men. We, we, we were st- I've, stupid. I've seen a couple of people hit in the face with that. And oh my word! And, and we never had all the pack. You know, with the short corners. I don't yeah. know if you know, but the short corners. No masks. To, nothing. No, the goalie had it, but yeah. you were there running out trying to dive in front of dive the in front of a, a moving projectile. <laughs> it's like I, don't, I, I still don't understand no, to this thanks. day. But but it's it's kind of all those qualities. But the biggest one that I think is most of all is discipline. Yeah, you learn that, that that's that's something that you need to learn, and it's over a period of time. So uh, Brad and I were chatting earlier about how going into sort of retirement, but <laughs> at thirty-two, you don't call it retirement; you call it job transition from from professional sport. It's a very turbulent time because yeah. you spend twelve years, you spend the majority of your adult life, the part that you've gone from after school to now, uh, focusing on professional sport, and that's it's a uh, as much as people don't think it is, it's a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You get up, we start our sessions. 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning we're done by four o'clock you've done three to five sessions at some point you're broken there is no you know there's no side gig so it's all rugby all the time until it's gone and then the cliff that you fall off is steep it's pretty steep you know and um what we're discussing about discipline is that that discipline to engage yourself in something physically testing so i've decided to ride the cape epic but that's something you can Okay. You can look up online. It's a it's a mountain biking race next year, but it's like one of these really, really, really grueling things. Yeah. So seven day race. But the idea behind it is that I get to put some structure back into my life. So now being all turbulent with not knowing, you know, what direction I'm actually heading in, the fact that I can get in the gym and I've got something to train for for the next six months gives me that discipline, gives me that focus, gives me the idea that um, here's a little bit more foundation to your life and it's not all just wobbly and moving with the tides and the yeah. winds and everything like that. So sport's been a, a wonderful part of discipline. Discipline's huge. I mean, to, I think what somebody, I heard somebody say discipline provides freedom. You know, so, I mean, you, you've, you've got this discipline to get up earlier in the morning. Mm. Um, you you have the freedom to do more things in the day, yeah. and that's such an easy example. But I mean, it's it's an endless list of things. But for me, that discipline does provide freedom. Yeah, I agree with you totally, and it is it's so important because we we just uh, unfortunately, and I, I remember being so young and saying oh, when when you're the adults used to say to you, ah, oh, you need to do this, you need yeah. to do this. Now I'm one of those those grown ups. You, you never got it then. Yeah, you know, it, you, know you you kind of you want to say to them, look, discipline. Just yeah. it's the biggest. I joined the army when I was uh, I was still 15. I went to join the boy, boy wow. soldiers, and and the discipline it gave me. No, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't easy. It was, but it was the best time of my life. Yeah. And it's like, and and I w- wanted to say to you as well was when when you, your coach that picked you up. Those are the most important people that are out there sometimes. Yeah. And I hear that story so much. Oh, he just noticed me or this this happened. It's for, like for me, those are the, those are really the key stories. Yeah. So in <clears throat> in almost every athlete you're gonna find uh, some kind of game changing person or moment. Yeah. And there's always somebody that that had that you walking down a pathway and they said, Go this way. 
go that way and that ended up that would result in a series of events that put you in the position that yeah. you currently are yeah or they would have said something or they have shown a little bit of faith in you or they believed in you you know and um that for those for me those are the amazing stories and and what, what i'd like to know is what did that person see yeah that's yeah. always interesting because yeah. we see ordinary people they're just hacking away at sport the whole yeah. time but they see something different and they invest a little more time in that person than what anybody else did. Yeah, I, 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 I'm exactly the same. You, you know where, the, I, know, I know the producer's here in the room and she's, she's very young. Okay? <laughs> and, and I say you've got that little sparkle dust. And it's just encouragement. It's yeah. just sometimes, you know, the smallest difference could make the biggest, biggest difference. Yeah, yeah, Do you know, and sure. it's the, those little things where you, you, you notice a talent in somebody. And you know where people say we, got, we can all change the world and we could all do something. That is a perfect way of kind of changing the world is yeah. identifying somebody and, and looking up and giving them a, a push and say, you know, you've got real talent. And of course, then the ripples afterwards, I, you know, I mean, you, you can literally sit back there and watch how that person, like the, the effects that they have on the community around them, the people around them. And yeah, like kind of like that pay it forward kind of thing, you know, you, <laughs> you've done a little bit, they do a little bit more and the world gets slightly better because of that. So when, when we're talking about this now, and this is r- really a good way to end the show, because the <laughs> things that you're coming out with now, I'm just hoping that everybody's taking notice and, and listening to every word, because it's been an absolute pleasure and yeah, an honor. To have you on the show. Oh, why, why were you nervous earlier? This is I, fantastic. I, the thing with it is, I was, I'm always, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a sportsman, but I'm always trying to improve myself. Yeah. I'm always trying to look at it. Even at 53, I'm trying yeah, to look at it. That's a good say, human nature. A human yeah. nature. Every single day yeah. we get up a little bit better. Well, you know? you, you've got it, you know, and, and you don't know what's going to come. You, I, it's like I love the podcast beforehand yeah. because I think it's going to be a game. You know, I said to you, how do you prepare? I used to prepare by just looking up and saying, I didn't speak to anybody. <laughs> I was focused. I was trying to think what I was going to do. Yeah. I was going what I was going to say. But then I, I look at it, and when when people like yourself, I didn't need, need to say too much. <laughs> it's like you have. I, I, it's been an absolute pleasure to to, awesome. to have meet you. Meet Thanks you. very much, Fermiana. Oh, oh dear is, me. Uh, it's been good it fun. Was wonderful. It Thanks was wonderful. Lastly. Thank you so much, everybody. I hope and I hope you all you South Africans out there give us a quick like, okay? Because it was a great <laughs> one today. Um, I thank you all for listening. Um, it's been from a business perspective, and I do try to mix the two. Um, listen, you've just got to have the same at, uh, attributes as a, a as an athlete, okay? You've got to go out there every single day and push. And if you're not pushing, you've got to ask yourself why. Because the opportunities, the coaches, the people that's going to get you to that next stage are the people that's going to be watching, okay? And you never know when they're going to be watching. So just work hard. Anyway, thanks for listening today. And for me, Everyone, thank you for listening. This has been brought to you by Ginger Camel Network. Please send us your feedback on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget to review us on your favorite podcast app.